Okay, high time now for our tune of the week. Come on, let's go. This is the Media Industry Guru Show, the show that exposes you to entertainment, music, film, TV, and tech. We're online 24-7, 24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. And we are back on the Media Industry Guru Podcast. Welcome again. Here today, we are with Tina Ogallo, a.k.a. Tina with an H. <laughs> Here, she has been so involved in the entertainment industry space. She has been watching the Entertainment Tonight show with her parents since she was a child. And she's inspired by Oprah, Ryan Seacrest, Beyonce, Britney Spears, and Viola Davis. She's currently a social media coordinator for MTV under Paramount. She also has her own podcast called In Your 20s. Definitely check it out. It's a great platform for people navigating what they're doing on a social level, but also a professional level in their 20s all about your 20s what to do how to make the most out of it and here we are with tina we are going to interview her talk about how she's been featured in washington post her personal and professional advice and how to navigate the media industry so let's welcome tina gallo to the media industry guru podcast Hey, Tina. Welcome to the Media Industry Guru Podcast. Really excited to hear your eclectic background within the entertainment industry. I know you've done great things working for Warner Music, TikTok, and a lot of other brands. And you have your own podcast, and you're doing all things to dive into the entertainment industry. Yes, I am. Thank you so much for having me. As you started like saying, you've got your like toes wet in a lot of things. It was like, wow, I really have. Like, who would have thought? <laughs> for sure. And so what started this interest in the entertainment industry? Do you have like a few mentors that you looked up to for inspiration? I know in your bio, you said that you watched when you were a kid that entertainment tonight show. Yeah, definitely. I would say it really starts with my parents. So my both of my parents are originally from Kenya. And so how like for my dad's contribution to my love for entertainment, like he came here to this country to get his degree in um, radio. Mm. And then he was going to take that and roll with it and end up going back to Kenya to start his own radio show. So there was that. And then growing up with my mom, it was a lot of watching entertainment tonight. Like she was always up to date on the celebrity news and the celebrity gossip. And plus, I was just had such an infatuation with like Disney chant. I was such a Disney kid. <laughs> I personally was a Disney kid. So always wanting to like be a pop star and be on stage and performances. That was always interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So that was like my childhood. And then, of course, I am a certified fangirl through and through. I had one wall was covered in Justin Bieber uh, <laughs> photos. The other wall was filled with One Direction, like it was, they were murals. Wow. That's the nostalgia time. right there. <laughs> exactly. And so I think once I had like my first fan account on Twitter, it was a One Direction fan account. Mm. I think that's what really got me interested in the intersection between um, fans and people within the industry. Mm -hmm. And since then I've 
I've always known that I wanted to be a part of it in some capacity. And so when you created a fan engagement account, I know that Justin Bieber, One Direction, those were like the mid to early 2000s. What was it like being like the starter of kind of fan engagement? Because social media was kind of evolving and new at the time. It's so like interesting to think about it because I made my first Twitter account in, I want to say like 2011. And at first, that was just my personal one, but I was always tweeting about One Direction. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, One Direction came to my hometown, or like the town next to mine for a CD signing, their first, you know, debut album. Mm -hmm. And I was writing on the poster, like, oh my gosh, I love you guys. I was a hairy girl back then, I'm a hairy girl now. And I was like, wait, this is the perfect time for me to have a fan account and put my fan handle because I already knew that people from my middle school and high school were like not excited to see all of my tweets about One Direction. Mm -hmm. So I think being one of those, I don't even want to say early adopter because I feel like fan Twitter was a thing even in like 2009. I don't even remember when <laughs> Twitter came out, but like I would say I was kind of closer to the edge of early adopters and mm -hmm. just to see how much it's grown. And recently I've started to like dive back into fan Twitter just a bit and it feels like home. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's scary. It's scary yeah. once I realize my entire timeline is all like Harry Styles. Uh -huh. but, so it's just fun and interesting because mm -hmm. now like I'm diving back into fan Twitter here and there. Mm -hmm. So when I'm scrolling on my feed or my timeline, sometimes it's all Harry Styles. And while it's a little nervous because mm -hmm. I know how much like that man and the band mm -hmm. took over my life when I was younger. Yeah. So it's a little scary, but I also kind of like it. And now, I mean, I just recently saw uh, Don't Worry Darling. I don't know if you saw that. So now he's getting into the acting space apparently, but still creating content for music as always. Oh my gosh, yeah. My favorite thing, especially for artists that I'm into, is like going on TikTok and seeing like little chats and stuff that they have with the audience during their mm -hmm. concerts. Like that is a majority of my For You page. Cause right now mm -hmm. Jack Harlow's on uh tour two. Mm -hmm. So it's just Harry Styles and Jack Harlow. And I'm like, these two curly haired men, like what <laughs> is going on? Segwaying into college and your journalism and media studies background. So you studied that. Were you involved in any leadership opportunities in college that kind of propelled your endeavors to work with brands such as Warner Music and TikTok? Yeah, so how I got to Warner Music and TikTok are both two really interesting stories, but I would say how things started. Um, my first year of college, I was very much just folk head down, going to my work study job, studying the occasional partying, that was it. And then my sophomore year, I was like, now that I've got a grasp on this whole college thing, let's add some extracurriculars. Mm -hmm. So I was in a sorority, I was social chair, which had me communicating with all different types of people. I was a part of WRSU. So I went to Rutgers and that's our college radio station. I was one of the hosts for a show called Are You Entertained? Which mm -hmm. was, I wanna say a 30 minute entertainment show that was on, uh, every day, every weekday. So mm -hmm. I think I did that once or twice a week. And so I had those on my plate and how I got into like Warner Music and whatnot. So it started with me just being a brand ambassador for a very small brand called Serengeti. 
Um, I did that. I didn't get paid or anything, but it was just something to get my foot in the door because mm-hmm. I influencers weren't big yet then, mm-hmm. but I was like, this is something that I could see myself doing. I did Serengeti and that was retail. Then I did Aerie, which was also retail. Mm-hmm. After Aerie, so that's the end of my sophomore year, I'm starting to do these extracurriculars. I said to myself, you know, I don't think I want to do retail. Let me see what else I could possibly do. What's out there? Lo and behold, I get a DM from Carly, Carly Cavini, who was the head for Warner Music U at the time. And she really just said, she slid in and was like, hey, we're looking for people to be Warner Music U reps and we're trying to recruit at Rutgers. Would you be interested in applying? I applied, went through the interview process and that's like my first real Mm -hmm. step into it. Mm -hmm. So between Warner Music U and then also that summer, I um, got an internship at Town Square Media. Um, And at Town Square Media, that's, they have Double XL, Pop Crush, Screen Crush. So like a lot of different things within the industry, Mm -hmm. all under this one company. So it was those two things that really helped me like get my foot in the door and show Mm -hmm. people like, or show possible recruiters, um, that I'm interested in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And you also worked with TikTok. What was that experience like? Because I w- was also a TikTok brand ambassador, even though it was virtual, it was one of the best experiences being able to work with other brand ambassadors and create content with them, with my college campus and with also big influencers that they brought onto the team too. For TikTok, how that came about. So I have a friend, Gigi Robinson, who was going to school out at USC. So she was doing TikTok stuff. And I said, I love TikTok. I would love to help cultivate this brand, bring it to college campuses. So I asked G, I was like, hey, do you have the email for a hiring manager? She gave me the email. From there, I was like, hi, I want to bring TikTok to Rutgers. Is this possible? And they basically said, Rutgers isn't on our original list, but if we get enough signups, we'll consider bringing it. So they created a link for Rutgers. Mm -hmm. I sent it to all of my friends, like every friend I had, because I really wanted this role. Mm -hmm. So luckily there was a lot of interest there and they hired me and I think it was three other people. Yeah, three other uh, students. And we were the TikTok reps for the spring semester of 2020. Mm-hmm. That being said, COVID, Auntie Ronnie did come for a visit in March. Mm-hmm. So we only had about two and a half months for like in-person activations on campus. Mm-hmm. But it was so much fun just and also being with creatives who also loved the app and wanted to create and make TikToks. It was such mm-hmm. a safe space. And plus everyone loves free merch. So like yeah. we were we were loving life when we had our Why events. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you mentioned that Rutgers didn't initially like have TikTok brand ambassadors and you had to get people, your friends, peers, <laughs> colleagues to um, like apply and try to get the link activated. Would you say that you have, and one of the biggest traits that's important in this business is persistence, that grit and determination to thrive and succeed? Definitely persistence. 
um, you have to be willing to kind of stick your neck out there. Mm-hmm. I know time and time again, and people, my peers, like my age mates who also went to school for journalism and media, they have to go out of their way to make connections, ask for a mentor. Um, just like, I like I like to say, especially in the role that I'm in now, I like to keep my head down and kind mm-hmm. of just do my job. And every person that I say that to, like consistently, they're like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you are known. Make sure you don't want to be, you know, cocky with it, mm-hmm. but you yeah. want to make sure that you are introducing yourself, even if it's a very quick thing. Sometimes you're going to introduce yourself and you're going to stick your foot in your mouth. I have done that myself, but it's always a learning lesson mm-hmm. because connections are so important. And I like to say, obviously, for entertainment, New York and L.A. are the biggest cities for that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Atlanta and Nashville are on the come up as well. These cities are not as big as you think they are. And everyone knows everyone. Mm -hmm. Like seven degrees of separation, throw that out the window. It's three degrees of separation. (laughs) So get with it. (laughs) Even if you're not in the same department or sector, like if somebody's in film, they'll probably know them in music or radio or uh, brand engagement or media, like any other sector. It's very broad, but it's also very interconnected. Exactly. And that's why I always say, I'm like, you never want to burn a bridge, but Mm -hmm. at that same time, you don't want to let people take advantage of you, Mm -hmm. which is something that I've come to realize that if you feel in your gut, someone's taking advantage of you and they're always asking you for favors, but not doing anything in return, that's when you have to, you know, take a step back, say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do this favor or, Mm -hmm. oh, like, you know, at the end of the day, like I've done you this favor in the past, but this is what my rate is if you'd like me to help you out with X, Y, Z. Yeah, that's another thing in this industry where um, initially, which sucks, but it's good experience as well. And you got to be appreciative of it too. Um, a lot of the entertainment internship opportunities to start, not in the end when you're graduating, are unpaid. Um, so it that's been a big challenge in this industry, would you say as well? Um, kind of, it's like you want to get in, but at the same time you need to make a income, and you're going to college, and that's expensive too, and you have to juggle all these things. Definitely, my first brand ambassador gig, I didn't get paid, and also my first internship, I didn't get paid. Were they great opportunities that like segued me into? like better and bigger, not better, but like bigger opportunities, Mm -hmm. yes. But I will say when I was doing the brand ambassador gig, I had a side job. Mm -hmm. So I was doing that. And also for my first internship, I also had a side job or it was the money that I had worked Mm -hmm. all year for that paid Mm -hmm. for me to commute into the city. Now, unless it's like a startup or something, you should always be asking for pay. Like the uh, influencer space and for brand ambassador space, it is not new. I mean, it's still a little fresh, but it's not as new as it used to be. Mm-hmm. So companies will, will and can pay you. It's just a matter of, you know, if they think you know what you're talking about or not. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with um, companies for your internships. Obviously, the media company it doesn't pay the best. Um, so there are 
I honestly would never question how much I was getting paid for at an internship as long as I was getting paid. Yeah. Um, and that's where you really want to make sure like mm -hmm. I'm putting, especially if they want you coming in five days a week, if they're not paying you and you're going in five days a week, like take a different opportunity. It's mm -hmm. not that worth it because if they're having you do that, how do you think they treat their employees? You know, mm -hmm. so it's very important to just know your worth. And if the opportunity hasn't come around, make it yourself, make, mm -hmm. create your podcast, create a YouTube show, like mm -hmm. do something that's in the realm that you love. Yeah. And you've done that as well. You have that entrepreneurial mindset, which I want to dive deeper into. So you created the, this podcast. It's entitled in your twenties. Tell us a little bit about what the theme is, what it encompasses and what got you interested in starting this? Yeah, so I have always wanted to be some kind of talk host um, mm. or on-air personality. Like Ryan Seacrest, I want his job, everything except, <laughs> 102. you know. 7. <laughs> yep, exactly. Everything except for Rockin' New Year's Eve. I love that holiday. <laughs> I don't want to be out in the freezing cold for it. <laughs> so he's always been like an inspiration. And of course, you know, you've got Oprah as well. You've got mm -hmm. Gail. You've got yeah. so many. Cammie Crawford is a new one that I look up to. But Ryan Seacrest, I think he was just one of those first people that was strictly in the entertainment industry. Like I would turn on E and he's who I'm seeing on the red carpets. So I've always envisioned myself that way. But as far as the podcast goes, I was, I had just finished an internship with iHeartMedia and I was helping on the back end of like writing editorials for some of their podcast shows. And I said to myself, I love, love talking. I, it's my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. So why don't I have a podcast? Because also at my internship after that, I was in my little cubicle listening to podcasts all the time. Then the idea came of what am I going to talk about? I wanted to do a uh, media industry type of podcast, but... I knew it, I wanted it to be like entertainment news, mm -hmm. kind of what I did with my college radio station, but I didn't want it to just be me because just me on a mic talking about the news didn't seem as fun and engaging. Mm -hmm. And at the time, you know, I, all of my friends were still in college. I couldn't find someone who was going to be willing to commit as much time as I was willing to commit mm -hmm. to the show. So then I was like, all right, let me pivot, still do a podcast, but think about what else I could talk about. I came up with the idea in December of 2019 and I was like, I want to do a podcast for 20 somethings because our entire lives, we've been given like a roadmap and a framework of what's supposed to come next in our lives. Mm -hmm. But once you graduate college or for those who don't go to college, once you, you know, graduate high school or whatever, like once we're 18, people are basically like, do whatever you need to do, make money, pay your bills. And that's it. Mm -hmm. That's all anyone cares about. And I was like, I was scared, <laughs> you know, I was about to graduate college, Most didn't have a job. Are. Yeah, I didn't have a job lined up or anything. And that's why mm -hmm. I wanted to create In Your 20s. The name was super simple. It got mm -hmm. straight to the point. So people know, for, you know, when someone's like, oh, what's the name of your podcast? Like In Your 20s, you probably guess what it's about. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's really a show to help 20 somethings navigate this defining decade with people and your stories that these people aren't like some of them aren't in their 20s you know they're in their 30s 40s yeah. 50s mm -hmm. but they're providing insights to help you know the what what are we called like the gen zers 
the gen the zillennials for the gen z millennials yeah, everyone the millennial yeah exactly so yeah with all of that like i love this show i've been doing it for two years mm -hmm. and i realized that in order for it to grow i want to include even more consistent voices mm -hmm. so i was on the hunt for a co-host just found my co-host by the time this episode is out awesome. who knows maybe she'll be announced maybe she'll be about to be announced mm -hmm. i already guys i gave you guys a hint saying she um <laughs> which i wasn't supposed to do but exclusive <laughs> uh, so it's gonna right be <laughs> i'm really excited well that's great that you gear it towards a I feel like the 20s is a very confusing decade. The 30s, you kind of have your all your stuff together, hopefully, or like you're thinking about um, a connection. Um, you have your job all set. You're thinking about like forming a family, maybe having uh, kids. And in your 20s, you're kind of like in that exploration phase after school where um, you explore via travel, you... Um, take on new jobs you you try it out and if you don't like it you can switch there's a lot of that flexibility um it, unless if you're like obviously like a doctor or a lawyer you have that school set up for the next three to ten years so it's a little bit more set um whereas most people it's it's hard so that's great that you gear it towards people in their 20s that are trying to navigate what what they're doing and um you kind of paved that way for them so what would you say has been really rewarding about launching this from the ground up and uh getting your fans engaged with your podcast definitely the um one the guests there are so many people on this planet <laughs> and like to think that i've talked and interviewed 90 people around there because there's like 110 episodes um it's pretty mind-boggling and it's like those connections that i've made are really cool mm -hmm. it's also to the point where people will come up to me and they'll say like hey like you have this podcast and i'm like hey yeah i'm in i'm in shock i'm mm -hmm. truly in shock um but it's so the fact that the show is helping people and like they listen to it week to week is mm -hmm crazy and it's not just my friends who listen it's strangers that I've never met before um so it's nice to know that we've got this tiny little community of ours that's constantly growing and I'm just excited to really see where the next few years take it because this is still the beginning like mm -hmm. there are podcasters who say all the time oh no I did it for four or five years so I got like mm -hmm. quote unquote their big break and so I'm just a little, I'm still an infant in this game and I'm soaking up as much information as possible. And so reflecting on your podcast, what tips or advice would you give to somebody in their twenties? Biggest takeaways or tips? Tip or takeaway that I could give to someone in their twenties would probably be, <clears throat> oh, this is hard. Maybe this isn't the biggest, but I think if there's anything I've learned, because now I'm in my mid twenties, it's not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you guys take things day by day because I can't even do that myself. I'll say it's important to just take a mental checklist of what's going on in your life. Like, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about your friendships? How are you feeling about your job? Do you feel stagnant? 
Do you think that you're doing too much? Where can you say no to things to give yourself some more peace of mind? Mm-hmm. Where's like, where are some places in your life that you feel unfulfilled that maybe you can fill it with something to help with that void? Mm-hmm. I feel right now, especially I'm doing that um, just to make sure that I'm happy and I'm content. And I, mm-hmm. I'm someone who does not like to stay in like one lane. I love to move around and do different things. Mm-hmm. So having that constantly, and I do this maybe once or twice, like a month, mm-hmm. maybe usually once a week, if I'm being totally honest with you, just having that little checklist in your head to say, all right, I need to pull away or I need to keep going. Mm-hmm. And doing that, I think really helps you stay grounded because life is a whirlwind, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. That was really great to sum it up. Yeah, having a journal or having that checklist in your mindset of thinking, what have I accomplished in this year? Um, Take a breather or um, I'm doing too much. Maybe slow back or maybe I'm not doing too much and I want to accomplish this. So it's good to be reflective every so often. Definitely. Reflective. That is the key word. Reflective through and through. Mm hmm. So the last two things I want to talk about to wrap things up, I want to hear more about your experience being in, you're now in fan engagement again, from being fan engagement um, with um, One Direction when uh, you started your account back in 2011 on Twitter. Now you're working for MTV Entertainment um, where you're building fan engagement for some of your favorite all-time reality TV shows. So what has that experience been like from launching that Twitter account to all the way working for Paramount? Oh my goodness. When you put it like that, I'm like, (laughs) is that my life? I never, I don't know why, because I've been in this role for two years now or almost Uh two years and I never put those two together. Uh, It's kind of surreal. I will say I'm someone who loves to live tweet things. Like I love live tweeting award shows. So getting the chance to live tweet like some of my favorite shows. And it's interesting because some of these shows I've been watching since middle school or high school. And then it's because I made sure to like step up to the plate and raise my hand that I get to tweet and engage with fans and stuff and like joke with them mm-hmm. is so much fun. Um, I get to travel sometimes for shoots and whatnot. So that's mm-hmm. always a great time. And yeah, I'm, whew. Gosh, I'm going to cry after this because I'm like, wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've accomplished a lot. You should like soak it all in um, from fan engagement in 2011 to now still doing fan engagement for big brands, big media company while hustling, doing your podcast. I mean, you're doing all the great things, all the great stuff. <laughs> Thank you. It's definitely a lot, but that's why it goes back to that whole one, celebrate your accomplishments because I forget to. And also just make sure that you're reflective because that's why like now I do seasons for the podcast because mm-hmm. like you said, like I do a lot and I do have to travel for work here and there. So making mm-hmm. sure that I'm taking breaks for the podcast. So I'm not trying to jam pack everything mm-hmm. into like a week when it technically should be taking me four weeks to do something. So definitely appreciative. But also sometimes I will, you guys won't hear from me for a week because I'll be just in my bag. Taking a breather, yeah. So what are your 
personal and professional goals that you have for this upcoming year or even in 2023 you mentioned that uh you want to be better than the 2021 tina oh yeah 2021 it was like i was freelancing a lot and then i uh got the role and i was just very i was suffering from a lot of imposter syndrome uh like 1000 percent and so 2022 tina and I've talked to, you know, um, my coworkers, my manager about this. Like, mm -hmm. there's a different confidence in me with what I'm doing, specifically, like, in my professional career. Mm -hmm. Whereas 2023, Tina, I just want to keep growing. I want to grow the podcast. I love doing things like this where I get to talk to people like you and just, you know, putting myself out there, raising my hand to do freelance side projects you know if my company allows that's you know something i'll figure out when the opportunities <laughs> come uh getting my face in front of more people more cameras mm -hmm. um yeah who knows as far as like by 2030 if you guys don't see me on tv then that will be a problem in itself <laughs> Maybe it'll be called uh, Ryan and Tina or Kelly and Tina. <laughs> oh my gosh, should we? Oh, wait, I love that. I'm going to write that in my manifestation journal. <laughs> we'll definitely see you on uh, the big screen on the, maybe maybe the Today Show, who knows? Who knows? As We're going to do something, guys. <laughs> well, any upcoming um exciting announcements that you may have um with your podcast with professional endeavors or anything exciting coming up in your life the holidays are coming up which means that i go ghost like i very <laughs> much try to find my peace mm -hmm. but like i was saying earlier um i found a co-host for the podcast so now mm -hmm. it's not just gonna be me on the mic I'm going to have a co-host who will be with me every single week, but that doesn't mean that the sentiment of the podcast is changing. It's very much going to be the same in your 20s. We're going to have guests on. We're going to be talking about a lot of different topics that cover life, career, love, like you name it, we're talking about it. Honestly, if anything, the topics are getting even more obscure where we're mm -hmm. talking about things that, you know, people don't talk about. Um, I'm not going to give you specifics, but like cool. there's some weird episodes coming, you know? Weird is good. <laughs> exactly. Weird is good. So I'm really <laughs> excited for that. You know, I'm still like just grinding for my nine to five as compared to my five to nine. In my personal life, there's literally nothing exciting going on. I wish, I wish I could tell you guys, but I am, there's absolutely nothing uh, at the moment. Maybe but, you're traveling for work. That's exciting. I am traveling. That is exciting. But at this point, I'm so used to it that I'm you're like, okay, to I'm going to be gone for two weeks. Bye, guys. <laughs> you know? uh, but I'm really excited. And I think 2023 in particular will be where I figure out that nice little balance between my nine to five and my five to nine. Yeah, having that balance is definitely important. Taking a breather from the work. You've accomplished so much being featured on in Washington Post, garnering those internship opportunities throughout your uh, college career, and then landing um, an opportunity at Paramount while doing your podcast, which has a lot of views and subscribers. So you've accomplished a lot, Tina. So definitely reflect on that and wishing you all great success for 2023. And thank you so much for being on the Media Industry Guru podcast.
Thank you so much, Forbes. This has been amazing. And thank you for having me. I'm truly honored. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Media Industry Guru podcast. Check out the Instagram at Media Industry Guru for all the details on the latest and coolest, I mean coolest, upcoming episodes that you will hear. Email at Media Industry Guru Podcast at gmail.com for any other interviews that you would like to hear or if you would like to be on the air and give a little promo or talk about yourself or just even chat with me because you know I'm I'm doing this I'm invested in this and tune in weekly 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern on tuesdays on the anchor app spotify stitcher pocket cast breaker and many more streaming platforms thanks again for all of the support and peace out and let's rock and roll